Welcome to the Love Reaching Community's Sermon of the Week. For more information pertaining to the life of the church, please visit our website at lrcchurch.co.za. Ah, oh, how are you guys with Colossians? Let's go. Who's read through it once? Who's read through it twice? Champions. Who's read through it three times? More. Oh, we've got some intimidation going on here. It's been a fun journey, hasn't it? It's been a challenging journey. Maybe only me. It's a book of current affairs, isn't it? world we live in now. Have you guys been encouraged? Have you felt some steel in your bones? Hey, yeah, I can do this. I'm full of hope. Or have we just told you what you have to do and the effort you have to put in? Oh, come on, people. We need some feedback. Yes, preachers. I sat with a bunch of guys the other day and I said, what have you taken from Colossians? I had to extend that question to the congregation. What have you taken from Colossians? Oh, come on, guys. At least say, he is the preeminent one. Jesus Christ, to him is given the name that is above all else. We've declared it this morning. He is God incarnate. He came, he gave himself, Jesus. And what about that lovely verse that Heath got to preach on? Let your words be seasoned with grace and salt. And the Molis got to preach on Christ and nothing else. And Laney challenged the church how to live as a Christian in today's day and age. Families, friends, employers, employees. Can you remember how I kicked off Colossians? I know Pete can. Salutations. Oh dear. Salutations, greetings. This morning, I get to wrap up Colossians. And guess what Paul does right at the end again? Salutations. Greetings. Oh, it would seem that there's an emphasis on greeting one another. So shall we do that? Greet somebody. Hello, Simeon. Hello, Simeon. And then he goes on and he says, after I've greeted you, let me tell you about this one and this one and this one. So you want to tell somebody something quickly that your children did that was so cute, you just can't keep it in. <laughs> Come, Lenny, what did Bronnie do? <laughs> is it Sean? Oh, Jess is pregnant, isn't she? So cute. Oh, God is growing our congregation. We've got some more babies born, but... We're waiting for the baby to be in the church when we, we say some nice things about them. But we get to this portion of the Bible, and this morning, if you will allow me, hold on to your seats. We're going to read it out of a different translation than the ESV. Just hold on. It's not the end of the world just yet. And now I'm going to tell you what translation, and then all the theologians among us are going to go, what? The message. <laughs> ah, I've asked them to put it up there. Let's read Colossians 4, 7 to 18. My good friend Tychicus will tell you all about me. 
He is a trusted minister and companion in the service of the master. I've sent him to you so that you would know how things are with us. And so he could encourage you in your faith. I've sent Onesimus with you. Onesimus is one of you and has become such a trusted and dear brother. Together they'll bring you up to date on everything that has, go, has been going on here. So he says they're going to bring you up to date on what has happened and they're going to tell you everything that has been going on here where I am. Paul. And where is Paul? In jail. Where? Roma. Aristarchus, who is in jail here with me, sends greetings. Also Mark, cousin of Barnabas, you've received a letter regarding him. If he shows up, welcome him. I don't know if Mark went past the jail and, and quickly said, Hey Paul, how are you? Through the window or what? But clearly Aristarchus was in jail with him. And Mark was the guy that caused a rift between Paul and, and Barnabas. Can you guys remember that? But they've been restored since. Now he's commending this guy. When he comes to you, welcome him. And also Jesus, the one they call Justice, never mentioned again. That's all we know. His name was Jesus, but they called him Justice. These are the, one, the only ones left from the old crowd who have stuck with me in working for God's kingdom. Don't think they haven't been a big help. He's saying these are Jewish people that have converted to Christianity and they've been a big help to me. Anybody have friends like that? Those ones you can phone. It's just such a help when you, hey, no matter what their background or their history or their culture or whatever, they are, they are friends in Christ and they've been a big help. Exclamation mark. Sure. <laughs> okay. Next one, 12 to 13. Epaphras, who is one of you, says hello. What a trooper he has been. He's been tireless in his prayers for you, praying that you'll stand firm, mature, and confident in everything God wants you to do. I've watched him closely and can report on how hard he has worked for you and for those in Laodicea and Hierapolis. Luke, the good friend and physician, and Damas both send greetings. Of course, we know Luke wrote the Gospel of... Come on, guys. Luke! And what else did he write? Acts, yes. Say hello to our friends in Laodicea. Also to Nympha and the church that meets in our house. A lady leading a home group. Amazing. Any women leading home groups here? Trevlin, Monica, Carol, yeah. Church in their house. After this letter has been read to you, make sure it gets read also in Laodicea. And get the letter that went to Laodicea and have it read to you. So what we are doing, reading the epistles in the New Testament is, is not something foreign. It's a good practice. Read wisdom. Search it out. Who, who else grew up with uh, the, um, the yeah, I can't remember now. encyclopedias? Yeah, yeah, or is it PDL or whatever is the... Do you remember? And they were, we had black ones. And brown ones. Britannica, yeah. It's because some of you didn't circulate that, that some of us can't speak English properly. That's why. You should have listened to this. And oh yes, tell Archippus. Do your best in the job that you receive from the master. Do your very best. I want to say to some of you, do your best in the job that God has given you. Do your very best. 
If you are entrusted to look after two or three people, do your very best. If you have to make a cup of coffee, do your best. If you have to take up the tithe, do it with a smile. You guys intimidate us. Do your very best. I'm signing off in my own handwriting. Paul, remember to pray for me in this jail. Grace be with you. He starts this letter saying, I'm writing this letter. Someone else is writing it. But what I'll do in the end, I will sign it personally. Personal touch. Isn't it beautiful? Some of you need to learn personal touch when it comes to WhatsApps. Put a little emoji, man. Pick a different color heart when you come to us or something. But just a personal touch. It's nice. It's really, really nice. It's an interesting version, eh? It's nice to read it. Uh, I find this portion not, not too challenging when you read it in a different one. There's not a lot of translation errors that can occur. But I thought it, it gave me such a nice personal feel. He was being a trooper, hey? Some of you have been troopers. Ah, I want to be a trooper too. And who wants to be a Simba Chippy? Guys, he ends with community. He reads all these names. And he says, this person is with me. This person is with me. This person has been, send love to this one. Send one to that one. We are not all of the same, but we are of the same. Community. If you read this portion in the ESV, you're going to say, oh, shame you on. Poor you that you have to preach on this portion. But I'm telling you, I feel that God is commending us and encouraging us this morning to take something from this. Open your heart. Open your ears. But this portion is about community and what we are to be what we should be, what we ought to be to one another. I want to make four comments before we go into a couple of uh, just application things. But the first one is, did you notice how Paul says, um, this guy's going to come to and tell you what has happened, and then later they'll come and they will tell you everything that has happened. I love that he does that. He's in jail, guys. He's not been treated well. He chooses not to speak about, woe is me. You see, somebody else will tell you, but that's not the important thing. Sometimes some of us just need to, to focus on, on something that, that is going right. He can still sign the letter with his own hand. And he can still encourage people from a jail. Isn't that amazing? He could have written... Double the length of what we have in Colossians if he had to write about what was done to him. But he says, people will come and tell you what has been done to me as an encouragement. Will you stand for the thing? And people will tell you everything that's happened here. The church is growing despite what is happening. But I choose to encourage you in God to carry on with a good, with a good call. I love that. It's a learning there for us, eh? Walk up to some people, you say, how are you? Oh, my goodness. Do you have time? Let's sit down. Yeah, they discovered this thing. Turns out it was just a, a wine gum. They will lament anything and everything. Let's not be those people. Let's be troopers for Christ. Not denying what is going wrong, but despite it, being like Paul and saying, we will speak of the greatness of God before we speak of, the, of our sorrows and our burdens. People are important. Second thing, I love that he goes through different people, that he, he connects and he says, um, uh, this is my community. 
the beauty is like when you travel now, and I'm so encouraged with the people saying they're going to India, to Pune. New people, fresh people going through. Let me tell you, you will remember those relationships in future. They're part of your community in God. We have community here, but each and every one of us also has community in our own. On our own, separate from this. Well, listen, I know Sashi and Neelam. Lane, you know Sashi and Neelam. Maybe Brandon, Roger. You guys know them. But other than that, not, not, they're in our community. And they give us something to pray for together. They unite us. How big is your community? Me, myself, and I. Yeah? It's, it's not even a thing because you don't put your hands up when I ask something nice and you don't put your hands up when I ask something nasty either. How big is your community? Let God challenge you and inspire you. Do you know the people at your local store? Do you greet them with the biggest smile that you can? Are they part of your community? Do they know the love of Christ that pours out of you? Because our name is Love Reaching Communities. Okay. Slight little admonition in an encouragement. He's praying for generations. You know this um, Archippus? Archippus. He was the son possibly of Philemon and Aphia. It's the, the letter. In America, they say a Philemon. South Africa, we just say Philemon. He wrote that letter. You know what this man was doing in jail? Thinking, petitioning God for the generation that's to come. How often do you pray for the generation to come? Or are you just going, live a yimel, there's no hope. Are you praying for the generation to come? And just close your eyes quickly now. Father, I pray that you bring to mind the next generation in our sphere of influence right now, my God. Father, we want to proclaim life and destiny over them, my God, that they will be a generation that know the face of their God because they have seen how he is worshipped by the people and the parents and the uncles and the aunts that have gone before. Father, that the generation that come after us in this building will inherit something greater in terms of destiny and purpose, Father. That the people, the young people of South Africa will not be Achliva Yimel. They will be in God there is hope and there is a future. Amen. Let us not forget to pray for the generation that is going to follow in our footsteps. And be careful where you trod. The fourth thing is the quick comment is, this man starts Colossians with grace to you. Chorus, the enabling presence and power of God to you. <laughs> and then he entered with grace with you. You read this letter and he goes through what should be done for godly households and how you should live a life and do not succumb to the influences of this world. Do not be, be, be um, confused and, and, and lured by the lie of the enemy that says, God plus things, just keep it true. But he starts with grace to you. May his grace come and enable you. And then he says, now that you've been taught, now that you've read this letter, now you can walk with grace. He starts by saying, you might not know the truth. Now I'm going to give you the truth, and I'm going to cover it in grace. But once you have heard it, the responsibility falls on you. And I pray for grace with you. 
to walk it out. I love that he picks the word grace with you and not strength or courage or empowerment with you or dunamis or he picks grace because let me tell you as you walk this witness for Jesus Christ you need grace for people because if we just go out with the letter of the law we will leave carnage <laughs> along the road you need to have grace God's grace for people which doesn't excuse when they live a life that doesn't bring him glory, but it gives them the atmosphere to change when grace is with you. I want to commission you all as people that after you've been taught diligently through the book of Colossians, you are now a person that is able to walk with grace for other people. And as you come into their presence and they come into yours, they should experience something of the presence that enables us to live according to his purpose. Take it up. Next little thing is four things that I take from this passage that I think God wants to highlight for us. Paul goes and he says, this person, this person, this person, this person. Tychicus and Onesimus, Agrippas, uh, Demas, Mark. He speaks of all of them. And I've looked up all the meanings of their names. It's beautiful. Some of them means uh, prosperity. Some of them means encouragement. Some of them mean prophecy. But I don't think that's relevant. That was just my uh, searching, searching out the truth of God. But what he says is, this is my brother. This is my fellow servant. This is my fellow worker. And this is... A faithful minister in Christ. I feel what Paul wants to leave with us as LRC Limbro here and now is we are called to be brothers, fellow servants, fellow workers, and faithful ministers for God where we are right now, right here. Everybody said, yes, fantastic. He starts and he says, brothers. I want to say when he calls us brothers, there's a realness and a connectedness, isn't there? The word means actually born of the same womb. Are you born of the Holy Spirit and have you been baptized? I have. We can call each other brothers. The fun thing is he calls other people's brothers. But you know when I do that, like when I say, my brother Terry, it also implies that I'm to be brother to him as much as I'm expecting him to be brother to me. How many times have you walked to people and they say, hey, my brother, how are you? And you know. You have a 10 ranky. Just hoping maybe you can help me out, man. I was just thinking. Sorry, I'm stereotyping. I lived in Cape Town. They call me brother. They don't know me. I don't even know if they're Christian. At least that would be definitely not born of my blood. I cannot with a good conscience call that person brother. Because I, as much as I hope, I can't walk up to someone famous and say, hey, my brother, how are you? Please, may I borrow your car? Just because I call someone brother doesn't make them brother. There needs to be a togetherness. There needs to be a common denominator. There needs to be something that makes us born of the same womb. And then we can ask each other, isn't it? 
Who are you going to call when your car breaks down? And everybody says, yeah, Ghostbusters. Who are you going to call? Who is that brother that you will call in adversity, in a time of adversity? Do you have brothers and sisters in Christ? Are you a brother or a sister for others in Christ? Commit, guys. I want to know who I can phone when my tire is flat. Are you a brother and a sister in Christ? Starting with those in your family that have accepted Him or haven't, and and, in this community. There's a realness and there's a connectedness in calling one another brother or sister. I think we've lost a little bit of it through the charismatic Pentecostal church. Can you remember? Everything was, oh, brother this, oh, sister that. Oh, brother this, oh, sister that. I think we've lost something of the special nature of calling someone my brother. I have friends all over the globe. We started together learning to to love God and love people and love our families and pursue His Word. All of us together in Cape Town. I still phone those guys when I go through a tough time. Hey, the elders sitting here are my brothers. They hold me to account. And Yana, do they have their hands full? I'm born and put together of ideas. By 9 o'clock, I've had 120. They hold me to account. My brothers, I'm safe in their presence. Are you safe in your brothers and sisters? Are others safe in your presence? The second thing he says, fellow servants. That word simply means to be a co-slave. You and I are slaves together. Fellow servants of the master. We don't want to be known as people that are subject to other authority. Hey, it doesn't sit comfortably with us. I am someone in Christ. I'm the head and not the tail. You and I, once we are brothers of the same father, he's still our king of kings and he's still our Lord of lords. We get to serve at his behest together. Nothing else. If you understand yourself as being fellow servant, one to another, you understand that you are united and there's an intimacy. You know the slaves were the only people that that went into every room of the house and got to see every part. had to clean every part. But there's a certain intimacy of somebody that you allow into your inner sanctum, your inner place. Somebody that hears you fight with your spouse when you are not being the most wonderful Christian. Somebody that sees you eat that extra piece of chocolate and fudge when the family is watching TV in the lounge. Co-slaves, we are together united in Christ. We've got a purpose to do for Him. The other thing he says is we are fellow workers. You know that thing about a problem shared is a problem halved. There are some scholars here. Wonderful. I want to say when you work together with somebody and they grip the vision and you labor with them 
the journey is so much easier. The task is still the task, but the burden seems to just be bearable. Fellow workers. Now, you know what some of us do. We want to call them fellow workers, but I'm not a fellow worker. I'm an instructor. I will direct from here. You fellow workers, come. Work. We are one another fellow workers in the kingdom of God. And sometimes we have to get off our comfortable instructing purchase and go down and say, let me get my hands dirty. Today we're going to work together. How many people attended the prayer jog run walk thing yesterday? Eh? Five. Fellow workers. Some of us sit on the side and say, go for it. I believe in you, fellow worker. Come work with us, man. It's fun when we do it together. How many years have, have we gone in the past and we've hosted the coffee and thing at, at the conferences and whatever? You know that those relationships are still special today. It was, it was torturous. Let's not make a joke. I didn't want to smell like sour milk all the time. But we made that coffee together. And then we could laugh at one another because at least I didn't smell like yogurt. But we were in the trenches together. We were fellow workers. And today we have relationships. I want to say when there's an opportunity for you to work for God, take it up like a, a good fellow worker. Let's work together. I want to say fellow worker, when you call yourself that, it means you've grasped the vision and you've got shared goals. Are you a fellow worker here in LRC? Are we going to see you at corporate prayer? Please just let us know because we need to make more meals. Very encouraged that all of you are going to be there. Then he says, we are, this is my faithful, he's a faithful minister in God's kingdom. The word simply means diako, where we get the word deacon from. And if you haven't heard this before, make a note of it now. If you've heard it before, remind yourself. A deacon, the, the true form of the word, is something that says, I am like a waiter attentive to what you could possibly need. That's what this word is. Are you attentive? And are you that presence that's so attentive in other people's lives that if God says, do this, say this, be this, that you are present in other people's lives? Are you paying attention to the voice of the master in serving others as a minister of him? I want to say when you understand yourself as a faithful minister, you understand the, that there's dedication to the shared purpose of Christ. We're a bunch of people who get to see other people come into the kingdom of God and use their gifts and talents and their different abilities to reach others, not for the sake of growing LRC, but for growing God's kingdom and advancing His purposes in lives. That's a shared purpose. That's a mission statement. Brothers, faithful servants, faithful workers, faithful ministers in God's kingdom. I want to talk briefly in conclusion about the world's way versus God's way. He mentions three things in this passage. He says, 
that you will understand the will of God for your life, that you will understand the purpose of God, and that you will be faithful in doing the ministry that God has called you to. Speaks it to different people. I'm just taking liberty here. I'm saying there's will, purpose, and ministry for us to seek out in God. What happens in the world today, the world would like to be like God is. But the problem is God was unselfish in giving himself for us, but the world isn't. So the world will say to you, you need to be optimistic about life. And I think there's a good, a good degree of, of things to be gained in being optimistic. But you know what the, <laughs> the Word of God says? 